The Greenlight Podcast will see clearly now with Oakley jumping into the podcast game. Head to oakley.com for the greatest shades in the game. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to Oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. Welcome to the Greenlight Podcast. wonderful show for you all today we're going to start off with a little hello layup line we're going to talk about our tuesday night softball game that's right we've got a fall league so you're going to be hearing plenty more about us scratching that athletic itch we also get into hard knocks just like everybody did i'm sure you all watched we're going to go through our favorite parts our favorite cameos our favorite lines just about everything and then it's will anderson the houston texans rookie edge rusher is going to talk to chris one-on-one about pass rush techniques he's getting some great advice from Laramie Tunzel and how to rush. He's just watching everything Jerry Hughes does. He also tells you everything you need to know about playing football at Alabama. He talks Nick Saban, Devonta Smith, everything. Also throws in a wonderful draft day story. After Will Anderson, it's the return of admin. That's right, everyone's favorite segment where the laughs are aplenty and never stop. Hopefully you get a good bit of enjoyment from it. You can certainly let us know how it went. Just shoot us a comment on social media or drop it on YouTube. But nevertheless, please enjoy the show in its entirety, and we'll catch you next week. Reed just had a great comment. I'm kind of worried because we look like morons because uh, we're doing ad men later. Some of y'all love ad men. You know, I don't know. Sometimes when we hit send on ad men, I feel like it's a tweet that I'm sending when I'm high at 1 a.m. <laughs> but it's a podcast and uh, there's video. And so we're pitching ads. That's what we do. It's like, um, what's the guy's name? It's like Mad Men, Don Draper. Dom Draper. Dom Draper. Yeah, our boy John Hamm. I still got to watch that show. Yeah, that's a big commitment, though. You really need, like, a lot of time. I'm not in a place in my life where I can commit to something like that. Maybe next year. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're dressed like idiots. That's coming later. We got Will Anderson today. Love the guy, dude. We got off the, we got off the thing with him, and I was like, I just want to be this guy's teammate. I want to be this guy's vet. Like, he's just – he's a sponge, you can tell. You love talking about Jerry Hughes, some of the vets there. Um, yeah, you walk away and you're like, I kind of get why Stanford Steve has a huge man crush on this kid. Awesome guy. So looking forward to y'all hearing that interview. Matt, kick us off. The other day, we talked about killing each other because of the Auburn guy. Right. Yeah. And like how we would do that covertly. And it's hard because I wanted to have like a better answer than the, the answer that I gave the other day. Yep. Uh, but you can't Google like best way to get rid of a body. No. Like, I even played with it. I went right to the edge, and I was like, best way to get rid of a... And they were like, toaster. And they were like, 
you know, whatever. But uh, you don't want to type those things in and hit enter. Well, as long as you don't do it, are you actually planning on doing it? No, but you don't, like a body pops up like a few hectares from my house. <laughs> I would All love to get questioned about a murder that I didn't commit. You would. Yeah. And then they're like, but you search ways to kill somebody. I was like, yeah, I do, I do a, a podcast. podcast yeah, man. that's true. All right, I'll Google, but it's perfect cover. Fill Best me in, Matt. Right. You never got you. You you had an answer. How Step one. Man, hey, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Can I can I just read you my Google fill-ins for best way to get rid of mm -hmm. Japanese beetles, <laughs> belly fat, fruit flies, mice, flies, hiccups, and chiggers. Would that be different than mine? I think so. I think it's tailored. Everything's tailored to it. Best us. ways to get rid of acne. Best ways to get rid of belly fat. Best way to get rid of fleas, hiccups. That's Bo Jackson right there. Like number four. <laughs> it's like, all you know how many times Bo Jackson probably serves that? <laughs> I think he's okay now. Is he okay? I hope so. God, I hope so. Uh, poison ivy, ants, mice, flies, dandruff. No, I want to get right. rid of a body for my podcast. I wouldn't need to get rid of the body. I'm going to start by telling you about a pumpkin float record in Nebraska last year. Yeah. I'm going to let you think of the idea of breaking the record. <laughs> I'm going to take leadership of the pumpkin task force. I'm going to hire a team of engineers that are young and inexperienced. Yeah. I'm going to tell Chris stories about how the record is being attempted by other people and it's being lengthened and lengthened. So we have to go further and further. I convince Chris of the need to go out in inclement weather in order to increase water height and see that's where this stops sounding familiar. <laughs> Yeah, we, first five steps are already okay, yeah, in play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use some shoddy, shoddy electrical wiring on the inside of the pumpkin and convince the team the equipment is necessary for documenting the float. You're busted, dude. This is where you're busted. <laughs> I'm going to equip you with a conductive metal paddle for the journey, and then I'm going to let God strike you down with lightning. Okay. And hold a press conference saying he died doing what he loved. Okay, Matt, this is good because, uh, yeah... The other, maybe it would be a snapping turla. My lord, a snapping turla. Wow. I hope that's all in there. Look at that sucker. A snapper. Oh, lord. Wow. <laughs> uh, look <Manga>. at that sucker. <laughs> He's ready to snap. Nah, but like the other day when I, when I was in that lightning storm, that would have been the the big, it actually, the thought crossed my mind as I was like trying to make my push for Hatton Ferry. I was like, if I got hit by lightning at Hatton Ferry going through the rapids, it would be the biggest die doing what he loved thing ever. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And I kind of was wondering for you guys, like, what would be that situation? I was just thinking about how Kyle and I would have to talk at your funeral about how we were right and like we'd be sad and all. You were right. But we were right. Drugs. Well, and just the river in general. Oh, the river. Uh, okay. How big of an idiot he was. <laughs> I got one for Matt, I think. I think he's probably playing poker with five NBA players. <laughs> little cocaine binge. And uh, he's got a lit cigarette and he just keels over and lights the whole casino on fire. <laughs> Died doing what he loved. Pretty freaking close to what I had. Actually. <laughs> Struck down <laughs> in his prime, dude. I had in Vegas sports book betting big on UVA to win the national title. They win and I overdose on cocaine. <laughs> Yeah. Sounds like a terrible, honestly, it sounds like a bad OD situation. My heart is exploding. I don't know that I love anything. Yeah. 
doing anything. I don't love any activity. Oh, I have make and dies alone. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, I have make and dies alone. Same page. And so, yeah, I <laughs> died doing what he loved. No. <laughs> Reed impales himself with a fucking cross country ski. Oh yeah, this ain't it. Playing off Jason Isbell's new album. Hell yeah. How, how was that? Uh, that, that was concert? a great show. Yeah, it was yeah. in Richmond, right by the river. The train yeah. rolled by uh, late night, but it was great because I was getting text um, about our softball team that I had to miss week one or, you know, the first softball game. Well, things see. went well. We'll talk about that game. Um, first off, it is August 10th. You're today, our tomorrow. Hey, you know, it's also my young son's birthday. Oh, so, happy yeah. birthday to, can I say the first letter of his name? Sure. G. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love G. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. G unit turns one on August the 10th. So congratulations to that little man. Yeah. So let the boy watch. Yeah. How about a hello? Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery. Hello. It's just like, it's just like a minimal. Oh yeah, you can find them at the market. We talking about flea market. Montgomery, it's just like, it's just like a minimal. Bedrooms, dinettes, living rooms. Uh, Riverside brawls. <laughs> that, so like this thing's like the biggest story man the fucking fight down in montgomery i guess there were these these guys that didn't want to get on the ferry or something like that or, or they had their get boat on. they had their boat parked where the ferry was supposed to go and they didn't want to move yeah bad parkers jump the guy and it became like a race war immediately mm -hmm. like <laughs> because there, there was like five white guys yeah and there's a, a a bro across the river and he's like fuck it i'm fording the river to kick this guy's ass <laughs> like three dudes came out of nowhere it was beautiful it was awesome uh and i guess i stopped watching the video before the black chair thing happened or maybe i wasn't <laughs> the folding chair the folding chair thing. yeah one of one of the dudes picks up a folding chair and uses it as a weapon like wwe style towards the end yeah and like i was looking at like you know, the X timeline and people are laughing their asses off at this picture of Walmart. They had like a whole section of black folding chairs. And I'm like, I really don't get the joke. But evidently this this brawl has been like a top five trending topic in the US this this week. I think Nate and I have talked about it for over an hour. Well, good. You can go to Facts and the King to learn more about the brawl. So we're saying hello to Montgomery. Um, layup line today, I got Loggins and Messina. I had no idea Kenny Loggins was this funky dude well at one point he was this funky i knew him as the top gun song guy and footloose but this this shit really slaps reed this loggins and messina the song is uh same old wine it's the same I feel like I've opened a, a rabbit hole. Loggins and Messina was him and the guy from Buffalo Springfield. Ah, yep. Joe D. Messina. And it, yeah, and it's kind of like this podcast because, like, in the beginning, you came in. The first album was uh, Kenny Loggins sitting in with Joe Messina because you were like, I just want to sit in on the podcast. And then the second album is like it's full on Loggins and Messina. So I think it's a cool it's a cool layup line song. It's kind of like us, man. Yeah. Now dope. later they broke up after six albums. Also sounds <laughs> now we're well like right. seven hundred yeah. shows in. Yeah. So four years though, maybe two more. But to this go. fucking run they had was probably remarkable. If it, judging by that that album I heard, it wasn't sitting in with Messina, but it was Loggins right. and Messina. House no. House at Pooh Corner. Yeah. Is that a banger? It, yeah. I mean, honestly, all these songs, you would like Danny's song. You'd recognize it too, I okay. think. Uh, but um, Jim Messina was also in Poco, which is like the Eagles 
farm system. Yeah. I was trying to make a Joe D. Messina joke about uh, Heads Carolina, Tails California, but I think my musical, my eclectic musical taste is a little too highbrow for this group. The ringer, somewhere greener, somewhere warmer for you? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, uh, maybe Barstool. I love pirate Barstool, ships. Barstool, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, now it's a pirate ship. Uh -huh. How about that? How about it? I've been reading business threads and shit. I can just te text Dan to get the, the skinny on that. But, like, I'm not a sports media uh, business like junkie, so I don't know what the fuck's going on. This don't my, sell, Dan. Don't sell. He, I don't think he's ever going to sell again because if he sells again, you got to give what, half of it away. Half of it away. Uh huh. So, anyways, if you follow sports business, I guess Dave Portnoy got back his beloved company for like no money because because Penn was like ESPN. They're in bed with ESPN now. Well, it was one of those things where they were like, I think Penn was like, we want out on this barstool stuff um, because of the fringy kind of barstool stuff that goes on at times. There. A lot of regulatory concerns. There are concerns, and uh, I guess you know ESPN was like, well, if you want to get in bed with us, you can't be in bed with them. Uh, and at that point, Dave was like, well, I'm not going anywhere. And then they were like, all right, well, our only choice is to gift you back your company. Yeah. I mean, it's good for him. Kind of unprecedented. The thing not as many people are talking about is that ESPN's launching a sports book, which seems like a far cry from where we were a few years ago. Oh, things are changing. Things are changing. And like this is happening with the backdrop of all the negative news that's happened yeah. in the NFL. So like... Gambling is not going down because a couple guys get busted. The guys, this is the first wave of guys who are made examples. And over the next couple of years, guys will follow suit. Reed, we missed you. Yeah, well, you guys did absolutely wonderful in my stead. As I was saying, I was listening to some Jason Isbell and uh, reading texts from you guys. Well, we didn't uh, have Kyle Long either. Uh, but it seemed like Tom filled in wonderfully. Tom hit base. a bomb. Mike hit a bomb. JP hit an absolute moonshot. JP, who hit like 14 home runs in the spring. By the way, I love that fall ball is starting right now. When I thought fall ball, I thought like layers. The ball is going to hurt when you hit it. Ball is going to hurt when you catch it. Nah, August, whatever it is. Yeah, I August. Yeah, it was first game was August 8th, which I think is way too early for personally for a fall league to start. You've got three. You've got four seasons, right, yeah. and 12 months. Break it up evenly. Yeah. That's June, right, July, Cowboy. August. That's your summer. Uh -huh. uh, September, October, November. That's your that's your. No, I, li I, I really like it this way, Reed. And I, I was missing softball. And I had a lot of redeeming myself to do because, you know, it's one of those things. I'm the sponsor of the team. I'm the boss of the company. Like, I understand, you know, you guys, it took a lot for you guys to be like, hey, Chris, you suck at second base. Well, I knew that. Just fucking say it. I was out there feeling like Putin playing for one of those like Russian hockey teams. And now I can be useful. And, and that's how I felt last night. Useful. Here's what I did. I said yesterday, because like we need better gloves in the infield. You don't want to put me in the outfield because I can't track a fucking softball. Um, let me let me try the mound. You know, it'd be good for my ADHD. Like I'm always in it. Um, so I made Reed and Matt go out yesterday. And I threw some fucking practice and i think you guys were a little nervous but when the lights came on shohei otani showed up <laughs> and i'm talking about shohei otani with an apostrophe read so uh the irish shohei otani <laughs> three runs allowed i think four or five hits or so he's the bookkeeper i don't know i don't want to be 
Yeah, I think it was four a four hitter. Four hitter. Four, and so Shohei many. had four hits. Okay. <laughs> I think a couple infield Out hit the whole other team. Yeah. Dude, you were dealing up there like a bunch of infield flies. Okay. This so high, Otani. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll, I'll <laughs> work that's, that. that's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, thank you. No, I don't want to get out. In all seriousness, the bit is overconfidence. I am not fucking confident that this is going to happen every week because there's three fucking divisions in our softball league and they're all mixed in. We 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 missed the playoffs. We kind of did a Mavericks thing last year. Yeah. You know, um, where we were like, hey, we, we want to be in the B group uh, in the fall. And it, it paid off, but we're going to play some pro teams. I had to go out there in a fucking helmet. I'm in a football helmet. You you remarked you saw that. No, somebody, yeah, somebody. Well, because yesterday that. my plumber's over and I know the guy and we're just shooting the shit. And I'm like, hey, I'm pitching tonight because I know he plays softball. And he's like, oh, my buddy just had reconstructive facial surgery. <laughs> He, I think he said it that way. No way. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm for sure going to be throwing that helmet on. Wow. So the helmet, the sunglasses. Which, the, which helmet? What helmet? Green light. Green Notice light there's, a, there's a certain prop. Yeah, missing. That's missing right okay. now. That's true. But uh, yeah, you, we went out practice. You were you were finding the strike zone. And then, yeah, I heard you. I'll post my have, L's. Hey, Carson, do you have Rams, Eagles, and Patriots <laughs> helmets? Do you have That's them good. in your no, home? Because it's a green light helmet. Yeah, I, know, I do. But yeah. do you do have them? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. do have them. Okay. All right. Do you want me to wear a different one every week? Yeah. No, what I thought would actually be funny for a softball uniform would be like if I went to like J.C. Penney or the mall Did you and got know? like 12 to 15 of the same shit. shirts. You're not going to believe this shit. Same shirts, like same shitty Henley, and every week we have something on. I'm taking a walk yesterday, yeah. right? I'm walking by some tennis courts. This one guy says, hey, Jim, do I have it right that you used to uh, know J.C. Penney? <laughs> and then my guy Jim was like, I had lunch with him once. He was about five foot three. No. I'm just listening to this whole conversation about JC Penny. Turns out JC Penny was a lovely guy. Yeah, I bet. Not a short king, but yeah. a lovely guy. Yeah. And uh, then I had walked far enough away. I didn't really pick up any any real highlights, I guess. But, but no, nah, that would be cool. But the best part of yesterday was Nolan, who's fresh out of Philly, like he's probably played softball in like rec league up there. And, you know, the shit talk difference is, like, he might as well be in a different country. I think you thought, like, Virginia's going to be the mid-Atlantic. Yeah. And there's this big dude on the other team who's the homie. I love this guy. We were talking shit the whole night. And it's all in good fun. But Nolan's up there. And, he, you know, I think I heard you got a pretty mouth, boy, that type of thing. Uh, and, oh, yeah. you know, like, Nolan's hair is impeccable. He's got great lettuce. God, he slicks it yeah. back. It's kind of a slick uh, back part comb yeah. over thing. And this guy's just ribbing him wow. for his fucking hair the whole game. Yeah. So it was like a major welcome to the big leagues oh, moment regionally for Nolan. Uh, and the best line of the night was uh, Nolan walks up and musters the strength to tell this big hillbilly, <laughs> who I mean that endearingly, my, my boy has been chirping him all night. Nolan walks up after hitting like three grounders to first. And he goes, uh, oh, it's you again, huh? And Nolan's like, yeah, your worst nightmare. And the guy's like, I'd cry myself to sleep too if I had hair like that. <laughs> I'm like, bro, he just, yeah. whatever you tried. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, as, as Chris said, so top of the lineup, you got C. Long, you got JP, you got Mike ripping the threads off the ball. Bottom of the lineup, you get this Deloitte-looking ass fella <laughs> roll into the batter's box, and he just right off the bat, he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, 
this guy's got his hair parted. I ain't worried about this one. <laughs> I, I, I was like, man, oh, it's a slick back, bro. He's like, no, it's a part. And I looked, and it is a part. I mean, it's like a Peaky Blinders it's part, It's a Peaky though. Blinders part. You caught that guy's line drive, though. That was a nice play. I did. I did. So the leather, the thing about pitching is less time to think about it. Just play. If they hit the ball to you. Now, I understand next week I could get drilled in the fucking testicles and completely make a fool of myself. Which, by the way, I think I'm going to get a cup. Uh, I hear certain guys in certain cities wear like, um, I don't know if this is a code break, but like catcher's gear out there on the mound. You know, Please maybe maybe my plumber's buddy should have been wearing catcher's gear Please. on the mound. Yeah, you won't even show up, and you're telling me I can't protect myself. I didn't know there was a well, there was a fall ball. I just auditioned for so the come cowboy on out. in the is it in too the, late? In the no, it's not too late. It's not yeah, too yeah, late. Yeah. Come he, on, hey. He did just have a tryout. I will say next week there's going to be one hell of a duel. It's going to be your you and your football helmet against our old friend with the funky delivery in in the baseball. Oh, we I saw him. Yeah, that's, that's our biggest rivalry. That's you're playing my my buddy Kyle next week. Different okay, Kyle. we got a yeah. doubleheader. All right, well come on out. Okay. Yeah, keep the books. All right. Keep the books. <laughs> Are you putting any English on the ball when you're pitching? Oh, a lot of English. Lot of English. Yeah. A lot of English. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I truly believe this. With athleticism, you can either do the thing or you can't. Like, yeah, you can learn to be good at something. I am not good right now in the field. But when I got out there, I the only way I can throw the ball is to spin the fuck out of it. Mm -hmm. So I don't throw any flat balls. You walk anybody? Walked about three, four people. Okay. But that's actually, it's not bad. Could be worse. I got out of jams, kind of yeah. like when I told you in golf, I like to be in the rough. I like to put two on. I like to walk the ladies, not on purpose. Mm. Okay. It's not like I'm not a misogynist, uh, but like, you know, I had this one gal, you know, I threw two balls all of a hate, sudden. Hey, hate to see you go, but love to watch you walk away. Pretty much. <laughs> but she, homegirl was like the third pitch. She just stood there nonchalantly, like on the plate, like making me throw a strike. I'm like, well, take your base, ma'am. Yeah, <laughs> you know, had another gal in a Dolphins jersey, made sure to walk her. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I also want to shout out the the pitcher from the other team. I'm doing a thing this year, and I absolutely love it. And I don't think it's going to work every week because I don't know if everybody's going to like being in the picture. But I had a nice rapport with the 58 year old pitcher on the other team named Groundhog, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's on my Instagram. But 58 years young, the guy's doing splits. I met his old lady. Wow. Yeah, she she was out there on the mound post game. You know, softball's great that way. Get the families involved. Yeah. You know. So, anyways, we're back. We're off the ground. We're one and zero without some of our biggest sluggers. We were missing a number. Uh, Nate wasn't there. Yeah. Um, we got some good additions from some free agent yeah. pickups, and we've got some uh, we've got some college talent coming yeah. in next week. Aiden, who is yep. a uh, multi-time. Uh, softball champion at, at school where yeah. he just graduated Quinnipiac was so, he really yeah oh wow we found that out after we hired him so it was good that he didn't that's a perk it. yeah it was a great perk that's a perk uh what's the thing where the theory where the best player when he's gone the team Ewing, actually gets Ewing, better Ewing, the Ewing theory right Kyle looking at you <laughs> maybe stay in Italy or uh, Long Island or wherever the fuck you are right now you know we were we were crushed no we miss you man come back we need you when we play the A teams. Okay. Um, hard knocks, man. You know, I kind of want the cuts back. <laughs> it was a feel-good episode. No, it, it was. Now, I scrubbed through it 10 seconds at a time after 30 minutes because you remember that I know what this is like. You know, like, and I get the novelty to some people, and I think the producers do a great job. Hannah Epstein, I saw her and Shannon Furman doing that thing like – 
it is beautifully shot. It's artistic. The stories are compelling. But I'll be damned if, you know, after watching it, I went straight to the Johnny Manziel Netflix because mm -hmm. I hear that is money. Mm -hmm. And the first 20 minutes of that has been very good. Yeah. Anyways, the hard knocks. Hard knocks. Let me run through. A lot of cow herd at the beginning, okay? Cow herd senses so that he doesn't think Dwayne Haskins can win a Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Yikes. Does somebody want to tell me how that happens? Because I... a lot of these problems when people get in trouble, like I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it's hard, you know, like it's hard to give people the benefit of the doubt in today's climate. But I think through things like it's, you know, somebody misspeaks. I'm like, maybe they misspoke. You know, like I've been on the mic. Sometimes I have no idea what I'm saying. Could it be a producer that put that in front of them? Could they be going off a list from they could have done the same? Uh, the only reason I'm going through this is because there's nothing to gain by intentionally doing that. You know, like there's some things where people fuck up where I'm like, okay, there was something to gain there. I see what they were doing. And then sometimes you're like, what? And this is one of those times. Was it a producer that had like an old script for same segment two years ago? Like what the That's fuck? That's what I would bet for what sure. What the fuck happened? Kind of the same paste time, like, the quarterbacks drafted. Yeah, your host should still have enough knowledge of that to understand that that's a mistake did he and through. he read Dwayne Haskins name yeah and, and that's he, the he, thing about coward man some of these guys are on TV so fucking much that they they're just in autopilot and I'm not excusing him because but somebody would have to tell me what he was doing I have no idea what he would have been doing well he seemed more upset about the fact that the graphic said can instead of can't and right. even though he said Dwayne, he said Dwayne Haskins' name right before, and then he was like, "The graphic should say can't." That's what he, it should say. Can't. I I gotta believe the person, a person who would do that would be so tone deaf, which yeah, Colin's been before, but also tone deaf and like and or agitating for for press, and that's not the kind of agitation that I'm used to seeing from like. A TV host. It could be sabotage from a producer who hates their boss. Oh yeah, that's the kind of thing that's happened too. <laughs> that people don't realize. Like, if if somebody hates their boss and they're leaving, like they could really fuck. Like Reed could just absolutely <laughs> derail my now, career. Wait a minute. So there was <laughs> a media that. montage at the beginning. A lot of cowherd. Yeah. A couple highlights I noted. There's a tree. There's a beautiful fucking oak tree in the middle of the Jets practice field. Dude, Bevel Conway, their facility. It's go great the signage with the flowers. Yeah. What is that? Florham Park? Or am I making that up? No, I don't know. Florham Park? Oh, okay. I mean, beautiful. Yeah, and there's, gorgeous. There's a tree in the middle of the, like, not the 50, yeah. but in between a couple fields. That's cool. Gorgeous. Yeah, people, you don't see that. Did you hear Salah's uh, eagle Well, Woody throw? Johnson. Woody. Woody goes, <laughs> Curtis Martin goes, I could get, I think I'd get 500 yards out there. And Woody Johnson goes, Curtis, there's no question you could do it. I'm like, God damn, you are just one yeah, old, yeah, uh -huh, white, rich uh -huh. guy. Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, akin to the guy uh, in the first 10 minutes of Johnny Manziel's Netflix at a banquet. He's like, you got yourself a private plane yet? I'm like, bro, it's different down there. But the Curtis Martin scene reminded me of on the sideline when they were at the Hall of Fame and they were all crowded around Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas. And then, like, they're panning to the left and I see Joe Klecko. And like he just looks confused. Like <laughs> nobody's going over to say hi to Joe Joe Klecko. I'm sure maybe some, but players don't know who some of these guys yeah. are. It's funny. And also, what came across is like these guys are fanboying Aaron Rodgers, bro. Yes, everybody like, was. Seven Eleven Slurpees. How are left we, and right. How are we saying Schreiber's name? Leev. 
Liev Schreiber. Liev, is how we're saying it. Liev was nervous talking to him. Yeah. Sala was nervous talking to him. There was nervous laughter well, I also from Sala with Aaron. I also think the nerves are like just being on camera. Like yeah. you can tell when some guys are talking and they're not trying to like deliver a line, but they feel like they have to, whatever they're saying has to be good. Did you hear Sala's eagle crow analogy? For I the did. And we saw it on Instagram too. Producer Scott put it in the group text last night. My question is why do we not see more crows falling out of the sky <laughs> if they're always hunting eagles and then just flying up to 30,000 feet and dropping dead? <laughs> crows are also smart. You know this? They can, yeah, they're they like really do, smart. They do puzzles and Sometimes shit. Sometimes I'll sit on the back porch and listen to them just communicate. Yeah. I don't know what they're saying, they're, but it's fucking dope, yeah. dude. They obviously have a system. Yeah. But just, they haven't figured out the, the eagle thing. Yeah, just <laughs> get off the eagle before just, you die, before what, you get and what, asphyxiated. And what's the reason to fuck with an eagle? Another good question. Assert dominance. So I thought, because sometimes in YouTube, I'll go back and fuck with people when they leave negative comments just mm -hmm. to agitate him and i thought scott was like hey chris relax a little <laughs> you know like these are crows we're eagles here you know like stay out of the comments <laughs> aaron walks onto the practice field and the crowd's going aaron Rodgers," yeah, yeah. and he goes to zach Wilson. this is the line of the fucking thing dude i thought i heard it wrong and i didn't rewind oh, it. i rewound it three times i didn't rewind it but i think he said you haven't seen this before, have you? The, bro. <laughs> is, is that incredible or That's, what? <laughs> you just, the biggest balls. You haven't seen this oh, before, here it have is. you? Whop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, excuse me, sir. I was doing a drill here. That's incredible. Here's my penis, man. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Golly, Did dang. you hear? Did you hear those people, dude? Because he's killing people with kindness left and right. Yeah. But to Zach, he goes, you know, you ain't heard this before. But he is supposedly killing Zach's dad with kindness. Yeah. Because everybody's being nice to Zach. That's the funny thing about being an NFL player and failing or, you know, like riding that wave. You know you're standing in the building. And I've been on both ends of it. Like I've been a draft pick where people are like, pick it up. Not like him, but like pick it up. And I've been the guy where I'm the guy. And you sometimes that paranoia will kill you. And I know for him, like coming to work this year, it was probably like, what are guys going to think of me? Garrett Wilson felt, I don't want to speak on what he thinks or doesn't think, but if you watch the clips last year, guys didn't like him. Yeah. And, you know, you watch Hard Knocks now, and he's like, it's yeah. all smiles. Yep. And I think that it's telling because, like, you know, it's not personal. It's just you're in the way of what we're trying to do right now. And he's not in the way this year. He, he has to assume, assume a totally different role. And it's probably fucking freeing dude because this is the first time he hasn't been expected to be the guy in his entire life yeah at the same time i don't like the coaching strategy by olbrick of like showing the clip of aaron Rodgers and being like that's our quarterback we're in any game because at some point there is that possible letdown where like he can't play for a week or two and then it's like oh we're fucked that well dude... i think what he's trying to do if i could be coach translator is he's trying to instill confidence in a group that's beat down. Like if I was in, you know, in my experience in St. Louis where we're holding teams to 20 right. points and losing or 17 points and losing for an entire year and then somebody showed up, like I think we would make a big deal about it because it's like, hey, the, the fucking lifeboat's here. Um, but I agree, like mindset-wise as a defense, you should play defense like it's going to be sudden change, three and out the whole game because that's when defenses play the best. So that's going to be a tough thing for them, adjusting to that security blanket of, oh, all of a sudden we're going to score 30 points some yeah. games. That guy, Ulbrich, loves having the 
projector on his face, <laughs> like standing up in front of the screen. So the projectors on his face. William like, Hayes used to love that. It, you should just get up shirtless in the middle of the meeting in a dark room with like seven on seven draped <laughs> over his, his naked body and just stand there and look at the coaches it, until we stop the meeting, bro. It does yeah. give off like a grinder vibe. Like I'm gritty. There's yeah. a projector or like all a mental me illness right vibe. <laughs> One or like, the other. William, I was like, Will, you sit down, you're scaring the coaches. <laughs> we just wanted a break. <laughs> There's a, a water break. There's a great put out a cigarette or a marijuana cigarette celebration. Did you see this? Yeah. And then you put it out on somebody's oh, yeah, arm yeah, to yeah, finish yeah, it. Yeah. That was very good. It's boys being boys, man. It's hard knocks. It's, I mean, you know. Great line from Quinnen. Shout out Aaron Rodgers for coming to help us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the best part for me was, and I think hard knocks is a show that's right up my son's alley. My son, you know, he's seven, my oldest son. And he walks in this morning and he's like, what's that? And he's leaning on me and I'm like, oh, this is something we could do. And right at the end of the Eagle speech, uh, Sala goes, and that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and Waylon's like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, there's going to be more. By like the third F-bomb, he's like, I'm watching something else. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like my kid's kind of into it. We've been watching Alone a lot. Huh. You know the show Alone? Great well, show. we've had two guests from, three guests from Alone. My kids are obsessed with it. I think it's a great show for kids to watch until they like, you know, got a grouse on TV. <laughs> I want to go to a Broadway show. I want to eat a charcuterie board. <laughs> he said charcuterie. Guy's name was Tanzel Smart. He was probably the star of the show. Um, Nick Van Exel had a cameo. That was cool. That. Which Cincinnati was cool. Great. And I loved his breakdown. He was like, offense is going to be better. Division's a real bitch, though. Yeah. I was like, man, you could do this, bro. <laughs> yeah. Nick Van Exel, Twitter friend. I don't even know how that happened. And I loved uh, Carter and Crockett fanboying over Jason Garrett. <laughs> I'm like, bro, they're not on the internet, are they? Uh, it, it, to the point where like they were missing all the Curtis Martin and shit was at practice. Um, I love Shriver's helicopter entrance. That was a beautiful shot. I love the music. We had talking heads, voices. Uh, we had, I think we had um, uh, Cream. Uh, you had a Cream cover. Al Michaels. Yeah, it was sick. And it was and, right yeah. after after Method Man's appearance, yep. uh, which was epic. Method Man. Love Method Man. I'm over Man in the Mirror, Man in the Glass. At, at, you probably heard it, what, 12 times? I'm not over in, it. In your career? I'm 13, not over 11, it. Yeah. 12, 13. 44. Yeah. Yeah. Every season being, well, Al Groh, so add four years to that. He did, well, we didn't, no, we didn't read Man in the Glass before every uh, game John Blake, college. add another John, four years to that? No, it's just John Blake. Okay. Now, yeah. I read it personally before every Coach game. Coach Groh read it as he retired How much of it do you coaching? know? Uh, none. I, yeah, well, I, you should learn it. I mean, and then yeah. look in the mirror. Yeah. So, uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, with, the, you know, they're trying to throw the ball off the, the goal post. And Rogers is like Sean Payton. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> you could hear the hurt in his voice when he was like, "That's mm -hmm. a good one." Nathaniel Jacket, huh? Guy's yeah. huge. He's huge. Yeah. I don't know if that name works, but he's fucking big. This <laughs> he guy. Big. He kept going after Aaron Rodgers' butt too. He kept poking yeah. him in the butt with a pencil. Well, and Nathaniel himself had a badonk on him. Yeah. Here's the Just thing about Nathaniel guy. Hackett, and again, it goes back to the Zach Wilson thing. You're in the way of what we're doing right now. You could be the least popular guy in school. It's going to be hard to be the most popular guy in school at the, at the next turn at, at 10th grade. But if you're cool and guys like you, your next job, they're not carrying that baggage, dude. You know, like at all. Right. So if you're cool and you get along with the most important guy in the building, most importantly, 
uh, and you can talk to people like they're they're not thinking about well. And ever. you saw there were some already some issues with the Jets' offensive scheme because at one point Aaron Rodgers was like, "Why do you throw the tight end there? Tight yeah. end in there? You did that, Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hackett said. Mm-hmm. I know about six times mm-hmm. in a row. It's probably an interesting uh, dinner table argument yeah. between those two. <laughs> I thought it was super weird that he said Nathaniel Hackett's really into Austin Powers and Goldmember. Yeah, yeah, because those mm-hmm. movies haven't aged well. No, and it's the second. Austin Powers, like, coaching illusion in Hard Knocks in three years. Mike McCarthy had oh, that McCarthy, mojo yeah. moment. Yeah, the mojo moment. What is it with these guys? Very strange. Is Austin Powers a good movie? Like, if I no. watch it today, the right? Fir- the first one, Waylon would think it's funny in, like, two years. But but Chris, no. It's not for you. Chris, okay. no. Um, and then Aaron's like, yeah, we're, Nathaniel and I are really close, like, on and off the field, off the field. He's got a wife and four kids. And I've got, got a lot going on. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Best shot of the show. What was your favorite shot? Best shot or of the scene. show. Um, Can't do the helicopter scene because I think that's just guy looks so cool getting out of that fucking helicopter. Mm. Oh, and I, I like the fact. I'll, here's what I like about. Here's why he's cool. You know why he's cool? Liev. I guarantee you he's fucking cool. Because I guarantee you, he didn't have to say, they made me take this helicopter. Mm -hmm. Some other douchebag would have been like, I'm off the helicopter, here I am, I'm going to break down the team. He was like, nah, I'm writing that into the script that the producers asked me to land in the helicopter. And he said he's just ripping off John Facenda. Yeah, he's fucking cool. And he's a sports guy. I mean, obviously, not just a golden voice. Yep. You know? Not Uh, just, uh, you know him from various movies. Right. That I can't recall right now. Well, he was in, in one of the Wolverines. Wolverine he's movie. The homie's brother. Origins. Turns out he's American. Yeah, sure. A Liev Schreiber? He doesn't right. just Liev here. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like dumb games. I like I like throwing uh, a football at a pylon. That was yeah. that was that was the best. But it's fun. Me. Like camp can be fun. They're just showing you the fun. Well, and the now, Jets the, have editorial control this year. Yeah. And They're the, not showing you the not The fun. later episodes are going to be different where people start getting cut and they just go to commercial and you're like, something bad happened. You know, mm-hmm. it, but the tension will, will mount as guys' roster spots are. It, it was interesting that they kept in the, uh, when Liev was like, uh, why do you think nobody wants to do this? Yeah. And then Aaron was like, you know, you, you don't, uh, distractions. don't know. Distractions. Yeah, distractions. I don't know if they want to be on this. That's true. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that was interesting that that was kept. And it was interesting that Liev asked him that. You know? Well, uh, Aaron changed his tune earlier. He was like, oh, I hate Hard Knocks. The only thing I like about it is Liev Schreiber. And then Liev Schreiber was like, how do you like Hard Knocks? He's like, I love Hard Knocks. You guys are doing a great job. <laughs> well, You're my favorite part. <laughs> Aaron realized that he's going to turn from weirdo to fucking most likable guy in the in the nfl here's what i think about aaron Rodgers. truly i don't agree with him on everything i think at times being that great at something can be really hard to manage uh i don't think he's probably an insufferable guy i think he's probably every time i've been around him he's cool like so all i can go off of is on that is like have i been around you check are you cool yeah check um and the teammates like him now, I don't know, like, as Green Bay gets further in the rearview mirror, like, are guys going to come out and tell horror stories? And it's fucking week one. It's the honeymoon. Yeah. You know? I got a best Like, all of a sudden, uh, that receiver that was like, ah, you were you, you were a rookie. I was seven years yeah. old. Like, the last game, he's going to be like, you old motherfucker. Like, yeah. You know, like, that, that's how much can change in a, in a season. 
favorite part for me was uh Zach Wilson at halftime eating an Uncrustable. No matter where <laughs> Dude, you are, any locker room, there are Uncrustables at every level. We used to put them in our socks. I used to put <laughs> Uncrustables, cans of dip. I'd walk out like uh, like looking like, yeah, they would have busted me at TSA. Yeah. I had so much stuff in my socks. That was a great halftime yeah, meal. Yeah. And yeah. then you take it to the sideline, you'd be eating on the sideline. Maybe Get that's a good dessert supplement not supplement a dessert what's it called when you trade something out replacement yeah. replacement start eating uncrustables instead of the chocolate cake ask me what preseason games are what like. preseason games are like <laughs> <laughs> hey man what are preseason games like <laughs> they're fun yeah they're fun they're not fun like at times they're not fun like when i was coming back from injury in st louis Jeff Fisher had me out there like way into the the, the, the game. I'm like taking on a, a fucking G pole and I'm looking at the sideline and you feel like your entire world's crumbling. You're looking around like James Laronitis ran off the field. I'm like, no, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, text my wife, tell her to get on Zillow. But it, it, it can be stressful, but also preseason games can be really fun. When you're a vet and it's over and you know it's time to take your jersey off, it's like the best feeling in the world. Now I've been on teams where and I won't name the guys they had too many uncrustables at halftime and they were just in there too long Farts. and they ran out and ran across the end zone and the balls in the air on the kickoff dudes in baseball hats and tucked in jerseys with no shoulder pads pants full of uncrustables <laughs> and sunflower seeds and the DC's like get them the fuck over here they got fined 20 grand dude Ooh. <laughs> So, I mean, like, it, 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 can, it can go south. Now, if you know the rules of hanging out on the sideline, you have to look engaged. You have to support your teammates. You have to, like, and you are engaged. You want the, the guys to do well. I can remember Stephen Means was, like, Stephen Means in Philly was a cult hero in the building. Like, he was so fucking high effort that he made the other D linemen feel bad. Like, I had mixed feelings about Stephen Means, and I mean that in a really good way. Like, I just love the guy, and he played so hard, and he did everything right. But when it was our time to sit, he gave us just enough discomfort to be like, we got to do well when we get back out there. He finished one game. It was a multi-sack game. Last play of the game, walk-off preseason sack. He does his axe chop that, like, Jeremiah Trotter used to do, but a little different, I guess. And the fucking fireworks go off right as he axe chops. Guys on the sideline are going nuts, man. Like, you, you love that. You love it for the young guys. And you love having half a day off. Like, it's fucking fun to sit there on the sideline and do nothing. First year, first preseason game. What was that like? Like, like, like two fucking, series, three series? Like two series because it was a high draft pick, but I needed like maybe 99 series. <laughs> yeah. I, I was, it was like uh, cars going by as fast as they possibly could. And I was like, it was like I woke up on a freeway. Can you say, leave me in? I you need to You can, but looks? then they, you look like a hardo. Yeah. Like, you know, but when you get older, and you're trying to fend off the younger guys, a lot of times you'll be like, give me my fucking reps, you know? Mm -hmm. But if you're a young guy, you don't look like a hardo mm -hmm. or try hard. So yeah, preseason's coming. You're gonna get some good shots at the preseason games. I love those. This is where the show gets even better. So you wanted to play a game yesterday. You made up a game. Eyebrows? Eyebrows. Yeah, eyebrows. So yesterday I went and got my haircut and then accidentally got my eyebrows waxed for the first time in my life. I'm, I'm no longer Oh, natural. So it was eyebrow, dark in there? Eyebrow front. It was dark. Like, there, were, like there were candles. Lilies. It was like... a, yes, it was a massage table. I'm in like a weird style point where, I, where I'm gaining a little weight. All my clothes have holes in them. I'm at the haircut place and I'm like, fuck it. Let's trim up some eyebrows. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm in there and I think, eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. Let's check out our browsing history. Chris is a, is, a, is a weird motherfucker, especially in the shadows. I wonder what's going on on that phone. And I texted you. Bro, you live in the shadows. Your lights are off at your house, bro. Every time I drive by. You drive right. by? Here's what I got. Jodeci. I'm not going to hold you. Okay? Which is a song by Jodeci. Or so I thought. Uh, because I'm in there with Will Anderson, and he's such a great kid. We're talking about music. He likes to listen like, you know, he's like MJ with the Anita Baker. He likes soft music. And, uh, you know, for the people who are about to hear the interview, this is pretty funny shit. But, like, I'm fishing to get this kid to give me a song. He's like, I like 90s music before the game. And I'm like, give me a song. He's like, ah, oh, man, I, maybe Jodeci. I don't know. And uh, he's like, I'm not going to hold you. And I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not Jodeci. I'm not gonna hold you in my like podcasting voice. And I'm like, yeah, that, we'll do that one. And the interview just goes on. And, and uh, at least I said I don't know that one. You know, I'm like I don't know that one. And he was basically saying in like a very down south way that like I'm not gonna hold you up thinking of one. Right. You know. Now to your other searches here, I can't see the full the Fulhams. But it's if you inhale three. <laughs> it's supposed to be if dot, you dot, inhale dot. through your okay. nose. Okay. Because I was like trying to, I was trying to reevaluate how I smoke joints. Okay, great. Okay. And then. But I was high at the moment. And, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then real cow skin dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I want a real, I want a real cow skin seat. I want to get cow skin seat mm. covers on my tundra because, you know, like leather overrated in my opinion you know a lot of people say your kids puke on leather it's that's what it's there for well my kids better aren't allowed behave, in my vehicles yeah. you know uh, -huh. uh and so anyways like I, I just don't like to feel leather you slide down it it's too hot in the summer it can be too cold in the winter yeah yeah so what do you got uh i don't think any of mine are very funny i think they're can all I see them yeah sure yeah you tell me what's boofing that's not in my search history. Hoop grids. That's a Kingston I thing. Know. We were Leo the truck. I Leo I the truck is. is a kid show. Mm -hmm. How high should crew socks be? I think we know why you're searching <laughs> that. This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the ideal app for spending, sending, and setting easy to track savings goals. Personally, I love using Cash App savings tools whenever I'm planning a family vacation. I just took my first family vacation as a father. We went to Italy, Kate, myself, and the baby. But keeping track of all our expenses can be tricky. And it was, but it wasn't as tricky with Cash App because when all the prices are in euros, nobody knows what the hell's going on. So when we're renting a scooter, getting an espresso, or sitting down to a course of the Tagliatelle, Cash App had us covered with a separate account that let me track spending and set goals. So whether you're saving up for a trip, a rainy day or a sunny life, Cash App has the easy tools to help you take control of your money and financial life. Download it for free in the App Store and Google Play and see why it's the number one finance app in the U.S. App Store. Good news. The Thursday show we do with AMP will continue 4.30 every Thursday. The Greenlight team, Cowboy Reed, Fax, Kingston, 
Uh, I'll pop through there sometimes. On AMP, you can interact with us really easily. There's a call-in button. We invite call-ins all the time. You can talk directly to us, ask us questions, ask us our favorite music. We might even play some. There's also a live chat during the show. If you have a question about a topic we're talking about, fire it off in the chat. We'll answer. We're going to be uh, we're gonna be doing what we've been doing all fall. Uh, every Thursday at 4.30 on AMP. Uh, check us out. We got the great Will Anderson, one of the best college football players I've seen in the last 10 years, man, and somebody that me and Stanford Steve have talked about on this show. I love the way he plays the game. I think he's in the right place. He's got good vets. I'm pulling for the Texans. Will, how you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Just first, I want to say thank you for having me on your on your show and your podcast. I appreciate it, man. It means a lot, and I'm doing good. Training camp's been going great, so I'm super blessed and super happy. Well, that's good to hear. I know you just got off the practice field. How's practice been? It's been great. I feel like this is like the the funnest I've had playing ball in a long time. Like <laughs> it's been so fun. Like no school, yeah. no tutoring, no nothing. Like yeah, I just dude. get to eat, sleep football. So it's been fun. Yeah, you don't have to make the study hall at night and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know the deal, man. Pro football is in some ways is easier. I mean, the football is harder, but you can kind of focus on ball, and yes. and that's what's great. Um, okay, so I read something about you. On this show, we do a layup line. Basically, like we pick a song to, to set the thing off. Um, you like listening to chill music like MJ in The Last Dance. I don't know if you saw The Last Dance. He like he was listening to Anita Baker yes, uh, on me. the bus of the game. So what, what do you listen to before the game specifically? So I like Anita Baker. I like Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston's most definitely in the playlist a lot before the game. Uh, I like '90s R&B a lot. No, like no, like no artists in particular. Like all of them, really. And yeah. I like uh, like Drake is my favorite artist, so stuff like that. Okay. Do you like any Houston rappers? I just found out Travis Scott was from Houston. They love him down here. I mean, he's in the playlist <laughs> a little bit, but not too much. But, okay. Like, he's cool. Okay. I got you. Do you know Zero? We got to get you on Zero. We got to get you on Maxo Cream. And then we got to get you on Scarface. Scarface is an obvious one. So I want you to pick a 90s song that Will Anderson would listen to maybe right before he runs out onto the field. Ooh. Probably some Jodeci. I'm not going to hold you. Okay. Jodeci. Uh, I'm not going to hold you. Come and I talk to you. I don't know that one. So that's good. We got We I, I learned something new today. So that's our layup line, Jodeci. This is uh, this is cool. I like I like that you listen to chill music. It's 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 hard. To, it's actually I I found it hard to to calm down. So it actually makes sense that you would try to pump the brakes a little bit before you go out. So I love that. Um, did you know before Houston traded for you that they were going to make a move? Like going into the draft, I can remember when I went. I knew it was going to be like Miami or St. Louis, and then if it wasn't them, I knew I might fall for three or four picks. Being at the top of the draft, how much did you know going in, and was it a big surprise? Yeah, so it was actually a really big surprise for me. Like my agent, she did a really good job on like staying on top of everything and like letting me like know like one hundred percent like what was going on. And like we thought we was, like I was gonna go to Seattle. Like Seattle was like if you have five, we're taking you. Like that's where you're gonna go. And then the draft came and they traded up, and in the back room, like it still said Arizona was still on the clock. So I'm like. And it was like 30 seconds left. And I'm like, I still ain't got no phone calls. So I'm like, they probably got somebody else. And I don't know why, but I don't know why, but like, 
I got my phone and I see the Texans calling me. I'm like, oh, because they had just picked CJ. And mind you, the card yeah. was still on the screen. So I'm like, oh, they probably just calling me like, you know, hey, we couldn't get you, mm-hmm. you know, but we still think you're da 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 I'm like, okay. But then I answered it. was like, we're going to draft you. And I just went crazy because, like, this is my first visit. And, like, I, like it just felt right. Like, the people in the building, the scheme, Coach Ryan's, the staff, everybody. And, like, it was just, like, the best visit that I had over all my visits. So when I got that call, it was like, I don't know even know how to explain it. It was a blessing, though. Dude, that's amazing. I can remember sitting in New York at the table because back in the day we'd go to New York, and uh, my mom's phone went off in the middle of the first pick at the table, her cell phone, and everybody thought I was getting picked. It turned out not to be true. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's just a crazy process. I mean, like the rookie stuff, have, you, have, have they told you to make you carry stuff? Are you going to have to sing? Is it anything like that? Have they given you the, the down low on that? Actually, I think it's my time to sing today in the team meeting room. So. No way, dude. What are you going to do? Have you studied Aiden Hutchinson's tape last year on Hard Knocks? No, I haven't. <laughs> he did pretty, I got a good song. I got good. a good song. I, got, okay. I think I got a pretty good song. It's going to be something that everybody – I want to do something. I want to have mine correlated. You know, I want to have some music. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I want to do it the right way, so it's going to be good. All right, little little sneak peek. Little sneak peek. Do we know what song it is? No. <laughs> What do you got? An hour, dude? You're gonna be thinking about it in the weight room. <laughs> hey, I'm in my look. I'm gonna be kind of come up with something. All right, that's good. Have they given you any shit about number 51? I know I, I read about your process where you say numbers don't matter. They gave me 30. I thought 31 looked great, and I think if you're fast, 51 is gonna look pretty good too. And I know you can run. Have they given you any shit about 51? Oh, of course. Of course they have, especially <laughs> the guys that I played with at Alabama. Of yeah. course they have. They they keep like it was like how you go from one bad number to another bad number. <laughs> <laughs> you know they're like you're supposed to be on the field with the unsigned guys, man. These, these are like practice squad numbers, man. We got to get you in a in a '90s number. But I think it's gonna look fine, man. I at the end of my career, I picked a '50s number because I want to look fast. I wasn't fast anymore. I don't know if I was ever fast. Uh, how about Hard Knocks, man? Like, were you nervous Hard Knocks was gonna be coming to Houston? Uh, no, not really. I mean, at the end of the day, I think I had to just – I'm more locked in on, like, yeah. the job and, yeah. you know, trying to get everything down-packed and understand the system and the scheme and everything like that. So, like, I really didn't have time to think about if Hard Knocks was coming and if they did come, how would that affect me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be just a lot of cameras. But did you grow up watching that? Did you used to sit in camp in, in uh, Tuscaloosa and watch Hard Knocks? Um, not too much, really. Like, I've seen little clips here and there, like, on YouTube and stuff like that or come up on my feed. And, uh, like, I watch a little bit on TV, like, in the training room sometimes. Yeah. So it would yeah. be cool seeing all that stuff. It's good training uh, training camp viewing for at the hotel, like, later tonight. I know it comes on. You should check it out. Uh, two guys I wanted to ask you about. Okay, I'll start with, with Jerry Hughes because Jerry, man, you know, we overlapped, and I thought he was one of the most underrated players in the league. I got so much respect for the guy, uh, the way he plays the game. And when, when I saw that they were drafting you, I said it was like a light bulb went off. I was like – this is great. He's got a great vet in the room, somebody who, who can probably help hone some of your technique, but also just tell you how things are in the NFL. What's it been like having a Jerry Hughes in the room uh, to kind of to kind of guide you along this journey? Yeah, it's been great. Like, Jerry probably doesn't even know, like, even though I ask some questions here and there, I literally watch everything Jerry does from the way he warms up to the way he, he takes the field. I watch all his reps. I watch when he comes off the field. I watch when he, when he has a break. Everything, and he's yeah. constant. Well, the thing that like separates him from everybody else, 
he's constantly working his craft. Yep. If it's on break, he's doing hands. He's doing, like, tight toe turns and everything like that. He's, like, just everything. And for me, just watching that, I said, that's how you stay in the league this long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He practices like he's he's still a rookie. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what I respect about him so much. Like, you know, people joke a lot saying, like, take this day off, take that day off. He's like, no. You know what I'm saying? At this age, he still has that drive, everything. And he pours so much back into all the guys in the room. Like, he'll say, coach, can you stop the tape? Will, you could have did this, you could have did that. And I'm just with my notepad writing it all down. But he's been, like, a great vet to have in the room. I look up to him a lot. He's a big inspiration. And, you know, I hope when I be able to be a vet, I can just do the same thing that he does because he comes to work every day. Like, he doesn't miss a single day. OTAs, he was there, everything. So that just shows how much he loves the game and how much respect he has for the game. Well, wish Jerry luck this year for me. I'm a big fan of his. I, I, I love watching him play. Uh, and Laramie Tunsil, man, yeah. you know, great player. You get to, you know, right off the bat, see what the best of the best looks like. And he praised you pretty pretty heavily the other day. I don't know if you read your press clippings or if it came across the ticker, but this guy loves you. Um, what's it like been going against him? And then what's the biggest difference in the way guys set have you noticed anything off the bat between the college and the pro game? Almost oh, definitely. So, like, one, like, LT, he's great. Like, going against him every day, like, he gives me pointers every day. Like, if he win a rep, he'll smile at me. If I do, do something mm-hmm. good, like, I smile at him. And I just mm-hmm. love that competition. But just as far as, like, the NFL to college, like, it's no hands. Like, offensive linemen yeah. are not just going to shoot their hands at you. They're going to be really passive, kind of more finesse. And that's kind of what he is. And I think – um, why he's so good is because he can stay square for a really long time on his pass sets. And I think that's what separates him a lot from, you know, a lot of tackles in college. Like, a lot of tackles, they just vertical set and they're going to throw you their hands right now. Yep. With LT, he's going to bait you, clamp you up, and hold on to you, just yep. trying to take you wherever he wants to go. But, you know, that's just a good thing about going against him. You know, that's probably what you're going to see a lot in the league. And just keep building on it, you know, switching up your different rush moves, switching up your different stances, give him something new. And I think, like, early on, that's what I wasn't doing. And now, like, now that I'm doing it, it's starting to get better, and those reps are starting to, like, stack. Yeah, it's crazy. I can remember getting up in the league and seeing guys pulling their hands back. You got single-hand punchers. You got mm-hmm. inside-hand punchers. You know, you should just be these big physical puncher guys that, you know, they, they specialize in the run game. But, yeah, I mean, it's I, I kind of wonder with that chess match, have you added anything new to your arsenal? What moves are you looking to develop the most uh, at the next level due to the, the competition? Yeah, for me, so, like, I like power a lot. So, yeah. and just watching, like, Coach Ryan's defense, you know, that's usually, like, you know, that's what all his guys are built off, just strain, power, relentless yeah. effort. Um, so, now just working on more speed. Like, I got it. I just never, like, really used it. So, that's just one thing. Just to throw a curveball at him, you know, oh, he's going speed, 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 speed. And then, oh, okay, we're going to go power display or something like that. So, uh, like, just having a, like, fastball. You know, something like that. So those are things I've been working on. Just be tight turning, dipping at the top of the rush, ghost rushing and stuff like that, just to throw them off. When you go power, are you working more one-arm post? Uh, or are you going two arms? Because I always found for me, not being a longer arm guy, it helped me get longer to get sideways and get that one arm in there. And it's just all timing. Have you worked yeah. the one-arm stuff? Yes, I work one-arm all the time. And for me, yeah. I like forklift a lot. Like, yeah. I, like somehow... Just like, just naturally, like, kind of good with my hands and just getting hands off me. So I like, I got like just a little stab, forklift, or double forklift, or sometimes I go yeah. bull swipe and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to watch you put it together. How about like looking at the schedule? I was looking at your schedule. I know you, you're focused on tomorrow, the next day, and all that stuff, but like some of the names on the, that you're going to play, I mean, Lamar Jackson, week one, 
I doubt you've seen anybody that fast before, but there are some really good, you know, mobile college quarterbacks. What's the key to rushing a guy like that? Rush. Yeah. Just rush. Yeah. Because I love that. Honestly, in college, um, when we play faster guys, they would always say like, "Condense the pocket," or like, mm-hmm. you know, "Don't let them get out the pocket," and it just slows you down because you think about, "Oh, you can't. We can't rush like how we want to." One thing that I can say about this D-line group, we've been doing a really good job of learning how each other rush. You know, today we were just talking about, like, if we're going to eat as a D-line, we all have to rush together. We all have to yes. be on the same page, and that's how everybody eats. And so if everybody just rushed together and nobody's being selfish and everybody know, like, how to rush, I feel like we'll really be a great defensive line. So just go out there and everybody do their best rush, but, you know, be smart with it. How about, you know, uh, just want to talk running backs for a second. You got a great one that you get to see in person. I love Damian Pierce. Uh, I know you guys are just thudding up right now, probably. I don't know if you're doing any live, but, uh, you know, just watching him hit a hole next to you, can you feel the power? (laughs) Oh, most definitely, yes. Like, I watched a few of his highlights, just like they came across, like I said, like my TL and everything like that in college and everything, because I didn't, like, grow up a Houston fan, so I really didn't know, but, like, I used to see him, I was like, bro, who is this? So yeah. now that I'm at practice and he's actually, like, doing it in practice, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, he he's the real deal. Like, I have a ton of respect for him. Like, the way he runs the ball, his, like, center of gravity, and he can, like, balance and everything like that, but still has so much power and speed, it makes him really different. So, you know, I used to play for the Eagles. Uh, I never played with Devontae Smith, but – uh, you know, Eagles fans will love to hear you talk about him. Uh, you know, he doesn't say two words, does he? I mean, he's no. pretty quiet. <laughs> what was that Heisman year like? I mean, I think you were a, maybe a freshman that year. You know, you come in to see that that level of greatness outside. Uh, what was it like watching him work? What makes that guy tick? Yeah, for me, he just loves football. Like, I seen the way he went about every day. You know, he was the same consistent guy. Yeah. And, I mean, like, we would have 6.30 a.m. lift. And he'll be the first one in the training room on the first table, you know, getting, you know, treatment, whatever like that. And it just opened my eyes a lot. And I tell people all the time, like, I really like just going in there. I took a lot from him and I put it into me. Like everything that he used to do, his work ethic was relentless. You know what I'm saying? Like he practiced like, you know, when guys get into later years, they may not want to do every rep. He's still doing every rep at practice. And I think his love for football is what keeps him going. He wants to be better. He wants to be better than the next rep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that was helps him a lot. But um, great dude, great teammate, great brother. You know, I'm just wishing him all the best. But that's what makes him tick. Just be better than that that first rep he had and just yeah. want to be great. You know, you were talking about Jerry Hughes taking not taking days off. And you said, you know, Devontae Smith wants to take all his reps. You haven't always been that guy because in high school your coach didn't let you pl- practice on Tuesdays because you would fuck the whole <laughs> the whole practice up because you were too good. Is that true? Yes. <laughs> I just love how you said that. You're like ashamed that you ruined your high school practices. Um, how about how about saving uh, at Bama? You know, I feel like you guys are are ready to go to the pros because of the way that program is run. Yeah. What are some things that now that you are in the pros and you get a taste of it that Saban prepared you for without even knowing maybe? Honestly, like even though like it's a lot on our bodies and everything like that, it helps us when we get to the league because we do so much wear and tear. Like it was like reps after reps after reps after reps. And then when you get to the NFL, you'd be like, Oh, this is it? Like yeah. you only got three reps here? Yeah. And then at college where we was at, you was doing ten play drives. Yeah. Eight play drives, back to back to back mm-hmm. to back. You know what I'm saying? Like non-stop reps. So 
when you get to the college level, you've been there, you've done that. And even if you get to a moment where you have to do six plays, like you've been through, you know, harder, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just feel like he he tries to set you up for the future. Like if he like he knows you're great and he knows you're gonna go through his system, he's gonna do whatever he can. So when you do get to that next level, you've already seen it, you're already prepared, you can just go out there and go to work. And then you got a Bama head coach now. Yes. <laughs> That's kinda yes. nice. What's what's Coach Ryan's like? I played against him. He was a hell of a player and a guy you knew he, you just knew he would wind up being a coach. Uh what do you see from Coach Ryan's? Man, he has so much juice. You know, he loves this game. He loves he loves the process and he knows what it's like. He's been in our shoes, he's been in our position, so he knows exactly like what we need to hear and everything like that and the mentality that we need to have and everything. But just as far as like a head coach that's hands on, he's involved with his players, you know what I'm saying? Like he's great. Like I'm so happy to be a part of this, so blessed because like to have a head coach like that, it'll jump up and down with you, run around, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like somebody make a good play, he's running out there screaming, everything like that. You know, that's what it's all about. So I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about coach. He's great. Well, him and Nick came on the pod, so I was real appreciative. We got a lot of Houston Texans guys on here. Um, so I got some quick hitters for you. We got a couple minutes left here. Who's the next Bama guy? You know, like maybe that we don't know about that's going to be playing on Sundays with you in a couple years. Next Bama guy, I got two. I can't. I can't say the. I can't say one without the other. Okay, give us two. Yeah, it's all love and outside linebacker room. But I'm gonna go with uh, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. Both of those guys are great, relentless guys, you know, that love, you know, to play football and can get after the quarterback big time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. I played with both of them. I know what they're about. And they're going to, you know, catch a lot of eyes this year for okay, sure. Okay, cool. I got them on my radar. How about some advice for a team that might be joining the SEC soon? You know, like Virginia, <laughs> our little school. Uh, they're talking about the Big Ten. There were some whispers about the SEC. But, like, you, the SEC is going to expand – um, advice for those players that might might be joining the SEC in the coming years? I'll start with defense first. Yeah. If you cannot set the edge yeah. and stop the run, the mm -hmm. SEC is not for you. Yep. Offense. And you, you could do that too, though. I mean, I, you were setting the hell out of the edge. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and offense, if you cannot run the ball, uh -huh. then the SEC is not for you. <laughs> Okay, good, good. I'll take that right down the street to to the McHugh Center and tell them that. Um, you probably room with a lot of Bama guys, maybe some of them in the, in the NFL. I can remember when I was in school, I was in living in a house with eight, ten guys. That's the fun of college. Who is the worst Bama roommate? Worst Bama roommate? My room, Actually, I was in the dorm for two years. Okay. And I had the same uh, roommate, Drew Sanders. He was He's with the Broncos now. Okay. He was with Arkansas last year. He played off the ball linebacker. Uh, Drew was great. He was quiet. Like he, clean up he, his stuff. Yeah, he was good. Like me and we was alike too. Like we both like yeah. nature, outdoors, yep. fishing and stuff. So mm -hmm. one thing I can say is we had all our fishing gear all over the like living room. <laughs> really? We had like uh, bait hooks, yeah. tackle like <laughs> all over the floor, everything. Yeah. So. We, we put that on both of us, but we were real clean. Like, everything else yeah. was real clean except the living room. Cause that's I'm, surprised, I'm surprised you didn't pull a Joe Thomas. Do you remember when Joe Thomas – well, you were so young, but he just got in the Hall of Fame. Joe Thomas, uh, when, when he was supposed to go to the draft, he skipped it to go fishing. He said that was the first time the, the Browns owner's plane ever smelled like fish bait. So that could have been you. You could have been Joe Thomas 2.0. How about, how about – I love this story. You got five older sisters. I heard some of the stuff they did to you. Growing up, they, they toughened you up. 
they they were they were a tough crowd, man. It sounded like. But if you were the big brother, and I've asked some of my teammates this, and you had five younger sisters, yeah, who's a guy for Bama that you played with that you would actually let date your sister, and who's somebody that you would not let near your sisters? Who I wouldn't let near my sisters? That's the easier Brian one, right? Branch. <laughs> Brian Branch. He plays with the Detroit Lions now. Okay. Absolutely perfect. not. Zero. No. That was easy. Uh, who would? <laughs> I say uh, Bryce or Mechie. Okay, good, great guy, great guy. I'm sure. Okay, a couple more for you. Toughest stadium to play in that people might not expect in the SEC. Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. Tennessee. And then a team you kind of low key hated in the SEC. Tennessee. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Um, Hey, one more thing. You love the all-star breakfast at Waffle House or whatever it is. Is, mm -hmm. is that your that's your, your go-to? That's my go-to. And I got to get a patty milk, though. Okay. So so I've already done this once, but I lost my I lost like a fantasy football kind of thing in the punishment. I don't know if you've seen this. Guys have to spend 24 hours in the Waffle House. Have you seen no. this? Yeah, I had to do it one time two years ago. I had to spend 24 hours in the Waffle House, but you get one hour taken off for every waffle you eat. So I was out of there in 12 hours. I ate 12 hours. <laughs> I got to go back in a month because I lost again. And my question to you would be, what, are, what do I have to have? I guess this is the all-star breakfast and the patty melt? Yeah, you got to get the patty melt. Okay. Or you can get the hash brown bowl. Okay, hash brown bowl. I didn't do that last time. I don't know if there's a lot of room for a hash brown bowl when I got to eat 13 waffles. <laughs> but <laughs> um, well, good luck this year, man, uh, pulling for you. I know you got some weights to throw around, so go do that. And hope you come back after uh, you get two, three sacks one Sunday, okay? Yes, sir. I'm so excited to announce our new sponsor, Oakley. Express your style and build a look that's made for you. You all know I spend a good bit of time on the river and in the woods, and I need something that protects the eyeballs but gives me a clean, fresh look. Oakley's are changing the game and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, just want to look like your favorite athlete like, uh, I don't know, Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, uh, Justin Jefferson? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, there's more than meets the eye. Here on the show, we're all about looking good and playing good and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. We don't leave our house in the morning without our Oakleys. And since it's officially almost summer, you need to upgrade your sunglasses game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. I rock the Sutro TIs because they have a solid style that fits my work play way of life. They look great when I'm in the field at softball and I'm on the river enjoying a float, but they also come in clutch whenever I need to look professional. Oakley even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that you ask? It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and do your own research. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com, O-A-K-L-E-Y, for more information today. 
When you're drafting your fantasy team, do you ever wish you could handpick the best stars for your business team? If you're building your talent roster, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like matching assessments and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with Indeed, matching as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Boom, it's hiring at warp speed. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that match your must-have job requirements. Visit Indeed.com slash BlueWire to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, nobody remembers that we're supposed to go to the Waffle House. Not even you. No, I do, unfortunately. Like, we could just not do it. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if anybody's listening at this point <laughs> in the show. I Look, you being serious? Well, it's kind of one of those things. Wednesday. So Wednesday's out. Out of pocket. Thursday, we're going to Baltimore to, to spend time with the Ravens. Hold on. Hike! Friday. You think I'm going to get off the, the RV and just walk into the Waffle House? Like, let's be serious here for a second. Let me level with you. So it's canceled? Not necessarily. But that's all I'm saying. It's just there's a wrench in our plans to go to the Waffle House for 24 hours next week it's like a weather thing almost i would liken it to so okay all right you feel like you're buying drugs from a cop right now huh <laughs> yeah i'm very uncomfortable for a variety of reasons including i think my voice just by holding this cigarette has gotten more raspy <laughs> a little more gravel to yeah. it uh so i i've lined up i've lined up all day child care coach o to the show I've lined up all day childcare on For Friday. Friday. What now we, that can I can unwind that in a second. Yeah, well, good. We could use your childcare and hit the river. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, we got to talk about Waffle House. But you know, for people, we're trying to do it. We're trying hard. We're trying our darndest. Maybe people don't care. I used to get a lot of engagement from this show. Now it's nothing. People right? would ask about like my dog and shit. Yeah. I talked about Taylor Swift for three goddamn months. I ended up canceling that trip and nobody said boo about it. <laughs> Where'd y'all go? Like the meme with the guy and his girlfriend and a hot chick walking by. It's like it's like Will Compton's Expedia trip, Macon's thing that I, I forgot about already. <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> Everybody used to be in the DMs. I would respond to all of them. Now it's yeah. crickets in yeah, there. Yeah, people don't really, I mean, you know, it's the okay. Fuck? We're fine being the bad boys. I think it might be They're because... They're going to send hard knocks to our fucking podcast next year. <laughs> I mean, just because I blocked the Greenlight account, I no longer get notifications? What's the, I'll look into it on the back mm -hmm. end, all right? That's a little joke. I don't block no, the I know, account. I, know. Yeah, I just have it muted. 
Um, how deep into your eyebrows would we have to go to find something <laughs> green light related? Uh, yeah, what else? Um, hey, you, Ron Rivera kind of fucked up there. Oh, I got a, I got an ad about that. Oh, good. We'll talk about yeah. that. But you can't listen. Be enemy. Okay, a little reputation forming for hard coaching, but that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I wasn't there. I don't know how hard it is. But didn't okay. we? Didn't we kind of already know that? You we know, knew he that. Got, he got into that scuffle with Kelsey. We knew that. And then, like ten minutes later, Kelsey came over and gave him that. That's kind of the. Hug, you that's know? the. That's the book. Right. On on Eric Bieniemy, great coach, but coach is hard. And like, if you ask Kyle, he's like, "Yo, he's awesome. He just you got to know how to take him. He's awesome. Like, he's just gonna he's gonna come at you in a good way." But all right, the, but but Rivera can't then go to the media and. I feel like Rivera let it slip and then spent five minutes trying to cover it up and just it made it worse and worse. And this is the second time in a couple of years that Rivera has been like at the podium, like and it's like a dad getting lectured. Oh, and today he went, he said, can I can I do that over? And he he, he completely. But that's cool, though. For sure. But here's my ad was bad. It was for first take. It was wind horse memes. Save it for ad, man. It's not great. That's what I'm going to say okay. it now. And have a conversation about it. It's you know, wind horse saying, hmm, you know, and 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 my question is, hmm, you know, Eric Bieniemy uh -huh. in Kansas City uh -huh. for however many years, very successful. Okay, uh -huh. they win a lot. Yeah, he decides to leave to go to Washington. Where is there a lame duck coach? Did he get some sort of assurance from somebody that he'd be the next guy? Is Ron not crazy about Eric being in the yeah, building? I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird situation. New owner. Ron kind of feels like he's in a weird spot. But if you're um, Eric, team's why? Team's in a weird spot. By the way, I hear Sam Howell More responsibility? Is, is picking up some steam. The Sam Howell train in uh, Washington. I know some of our Eagles fans might not like hearing this, but I'd love to have Sam Howell in the program. Sure. Awesome. Five and 12. <laughs> Ron Rivera I mean, is plus 700 to be first coach fired. <laughs> he's what? Plus, he's plus 700 to be the first coach fired. So I, I got saying, a better ad. I got a better ad. I'm just saying, oh, you want this B enemy guy? Got a better Pretty ad. intense. Better ad. Okay. College football rocked by hazing scandal. Mm -hmm. Hard cut helicopters over a fucking facility. Coaches, they're all out there at the podium, like. Oh. Hard cut to the locker room. P kids are walking out, just fucking crying, puking themselves, pissing themselves. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. Hard cut into the locker room. Eric Bieniemy just yelling at all the players. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so mean. He's so good at being mean. That's good. That's you know, good. that's good. Dom Draper here. We're not. In, we're not in Sterling Cooper advertising agency yet. But I'm. I'm fucking supplying the people. It's really good. Oh, thank you. I got one along those lines. You, well, we're not, we're not yet. there yet. We still got to talk about I mean, Mark Jackson and I mean, porn. We're just, we're just, we're just thoroughbreds in the starting gate, you know? Whoops. Compound fracture. Nice to know you. <laughs> Pow. Lights out. Upper room. <laughs> Heaven sent. Oh, man. Okay. You want to be like a wild horse. That's the better life. Like oh, a, like a, like King a, Sin back in high school with Elizabeth. Their song was Wild Horses. Oh, by the way, speaking of Kingston and romance, 
The reason he played so fucking well last night, by the way, hit a double, thought he, both his hamstrings might explode. <laughs> I have never seen him run that that far. And like he looked legitimately pissed that he hit it over the guy's head because he was like, fuck, I got to run. Yeah. <laughs> right, it was incredible. Tom was like, take two. I was like, fuck. They disrespected him and they played in and he put it over the guy's head. Anyways, he also he also forgot to tag up one time. We got to work on the base running. Mm. Yep. But then he stole home. So he's like, you we like what home. we're seeing out of Kingston this year, dude. Wow. He stole home. Like, they were all nonchalant, hitting the cutoff, man. Kings was like, fuck it, I'm going. There are might you, be cocaine down there are you, somewhere. Are you, are, you, are you about to tell me his girl was in the house? His girl was in the house, bro. Dead. She was in the hizzy. She was in the front row. She was our, she was our, our yeah, whatever celebrity sits front row. You got some buns last night, boy, didn't you? <laughs> Stealing home. <laughs> Um, anyways, yeah, so shout out to Kingston because he just played a marvelous game. Thanks, dude. Feels and hey, good coming in after And, you know, you, you put the extra work in yesterday. We all took BP. I know you guys were kind of like you're feeling like you're taking your giant toddler to the park. <laughs> Reed's looking at his watch like, fuck, when do I have to leave for Jason Isbell? My boss wants to hit softballs. <laughs> you signed up for this shit. Okay. But you guys are awesome for that. And you played great, Matt. I may not respect the man in the glass. Wait, but that would be me. I, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I respect myself. I don't, and that when might, you get hey, what you want, hey, that might be like the credo you for self, and the world makes you king you for a day. By, and I'm not judging. Just go you, to the mirror great. and look at that man and see what that mirror has to say. Whatever. For it isn't your you mother, honest, or father, or wife whose judgment upon you must pass, or get you out of bed. The fellow whose verdict counts most in your life is the man staring back in the glass. Great. If you care at all about, you my may be verdict, like Jack Horner and Chiseled Plum. Now it varies from mm -hmm. uh, you know version to version, and think you're they a wonderful can't even get guy. The title straight. Some but, people call it man in the mirror. Some people call it man in the glass. But you're only a bum if you can't look him straight in the eye. Look. <laughs> look. I respect you a lot. Yeah. I've heard enough of that yeah, you, poem you, or whatever. You may, you may fool the whole world down your pathway of years and get pats on the back as you pass. But your final reward would be heartache and tears. Finish it for me. Finish it for me, Macon. Uh, don't cheat the man in the glass or some shit. Don't cheat that man. John Blake says, bunch of five foot ten white guys runs out of the tunnel. It's a St. Anne's Belfield football game. <laughs> with the bar to bang, to bang, dig it, dig But who I do respect, Teddy Roosevelt, is the man in the arena, all right? right. So mad, mad props to you, Kingston, for getting out there. That could have been awful. It could have been a disaster. could have been a train wreck. But two for two. Yeah, he was great. Maybe two for three. Anyways, Shohei Otani, gotta watch out for that guy. Wait till we get Kevin O. Bad back backy out there. Yeah, you know he's my life coach. We have a bunch of potatoes in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> We're just eating raw potatoes like oranges. So the uh, webcam company Pop Soda, adult webcam company, off allegedly offered Mark Jackson. Is wait, is there a kitty webcam company? <laughs> I mean, you stop yourself to go back to adult webcam company. Well, there are some like probably webcam communities where they just like knit, you know, like, and that can get weird because there's some weird fetishes where you don't even know you're doing porn and you're doing porn. You know, there's some, some things people are really pay $5 to watch me watch TV tonight sort of deal. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking weirder. Like watch me sleep. Weirder. It's more for like adult entertainment, but uh, they're offering Mark Jackson $1 million to do play-by-play. -play. So I think it's a, actually a brilliant idea. 
I would I would have gone with Joe Buck. He would let the the play develop. Let let it breathe a little bit, right? Mama, there goes that diaphragm. <laughs> Goalie's been pulled. Buckle in. John Madden is made to do porn. He not do porn, but John Madden was made to announce porn. Boom! Madden orgy circling things. There he is down there. Yeah. And that's him and his legs down there. And yeah. Actually, when I was YouTubing, really when I was YouTubing, like some of the play by play is basically, like, I can't tell if this is porn or John Madden. Now they're inside now, but inside isn't in the middle or on top. That's underneath, I think, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, if you look at that thing, yeah, I've never figured, I, I couldn't see they're down in here, in this group here, I think. They are. I hope they are. I don't know why they didn't get up above or something. I don't know why they're underneath it. He would be great at calling a fucking orgy. He's the perfect guy for it. Would not analysis, commentary, play-by-play take the viewer out of the moment (laughs) a bit? Well, yeah, that's why I picked Joe Buck. Not necessarily. Like, if you hear Mike Breen say, bang, just right at the right time, could be the perfect climactic moment. Yeah, you don't want Gus Johnson on the call. (laughs) Digger Phelps, though, dagger, you know, like uh, Marv Albert with the facial. Uh, I love the Reggie Miller call. This is one of my favorite bad calls. Johnny Sin says, you want to see physical? Welcome to your Kodak moment, Janice Griffith. (laughs) Fuck her name is. I don't know. I don't know the names of these people. I'm not. not, That's not a a put on. I just uh, I'd be laughing harder if I was familiar with the actors. Uh, Is this where Bill Raftery onions comes in? Well, if he was doing it uh, with Gus Johnson right at the last moment, I think Bill Raftery's yeah. onions could get in there. Oh, Brent onions. Musburger. You are looking live at an Airbnb in Miami Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> like, that would be, yeah. Chris Collinsworth sliding in. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear Hubie Brown be like, now you see, you got to like that. When you're a guy and you're watching Riley Reed, you love to see that. Here's a girl who's been performing at a top level for a long time now. You really have to give her some credit. So the here's a guy, here's a guy that can anchor a DP. That's uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yep. <laughs> I heard in an interview once, like there's a big thing. Because sometimes like I am interested in the, the behind the scenes of that sure. stuff. Because it's fucking interesting. You know, you're going to work, you're having, you're having sex and you go home. And, <laughs> you know, uh. But, like, it's highly produced. It's not what it looks like on screen. You know, like, they're like, stop. Okay. So, there is, like, a... a, Touch them all, Joe! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) There's supposedly a... Like, when two dudes get on set, they, like, fight over who's anchoring (laughs) the TV. It's, like, the bad job. It's like being a Big Ten equipment manager. That's a drive across the country. Nobody wants that job. Touch your ball, Joe. If it was Jeff Van Gundy, he'd be like, can we talk about how there's never just two people having sex anymore? What's with all the threesomes? And what happened to pubic hair? I could actually, you do a good Jeff Van Gundy, actually. That was Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I don't have much more there. Uh, it's actually not a great segment. <laughs> That'll be a a dynamic one minute segment all right romo you wouldn't have to scrub through the video you know what's happening next 
reverse cowgirl. Here mm -hmm. comes the reverse cowgirl. Yep, yep, Jim, they're doing the reverse cowgirl. Boom. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Okay. Mark Jackson, on the other hand. <laughs> I don't even know what that, like, why Mark Jackson? Well, unemployed. Yeah, that's true. All right, are you ready? Mm -hmm. Dom Draper here. Uh, hey, Dom. <sighs> Tom Draper here. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh. Actually, I want to rhyme with Don. I'm Lon. I'm Lon Draper. Dom and Lon. <laughs> All right, Lonnie. Let's make some ads. All right. All right. Uh, we got, bro. Okay. It's We're been a while, man. It feels good to be back in the boardroom. Yeah. 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 Hey, you know how you mentioned uh, Northwestern? Yeah. Oh, you, you're cucking me. Cause did you have one too? I did. Okay, good. But go. if you want to go first. You go first. Okay. I want to see how similar they are. Okay. Indeed. Okay. Y'all familiar? He loves these Indeed ads. With Indeed, you can search millions of jobs online to find the next step in your career. Hard cut guy sitting at his computer. Mm-hmm. His job's in Evanston, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Experience required. Bachelor's degree in making sure nobody is fucking one another in a locker room, for fuck's sake. <laughs> God damn. Is that, the hell's going on over there at Northwestern? I love how you end the, the ads. Is it over? Uh, hard cut, in, indeed. Okay. <laughs> you need indeed. That's pretty good. That's good. That's good. Was it similar to yours or no? No, mine was, was less, I don't know, thinking man. <laughs> all right, so the guy's going through a car wash, right? Like um, the car windshield's all foaming up. He can't see. Mm. Uh, it foams up heavily, actually. He can't even see the rest of the wash. So uh, suddenly, uh, thud, another thud, 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 thud. Water comes down. You know how it is in a car wash. Yeah. All of a sudden, a bunch of naked O linemen for the Northwestern <laughs> football team. They're just hitting his car with their dicks. <laughs> the worst car wash ever go to my car wash hard cut Wh whoever's car wash wants to make some fucking money because that's what they're doing at the other car washes that is not a good right? car wash uh or hard cut cats against the 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 world yeah <laughs> what a fucking disaster uh they also have a car wash where somebody in a purge mask <laughs> in a purge mask runs up and dry humps you <laughs> Actually, I think that's like the bank. And they're like, come to my bank. That's what they're doing over there. Hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> what What happened? What happened? Something bad? Do it dead or alive. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. It's going to make us sad. Yeah. Do it dead or alive. Don't do it. I'm not doing it. Do it dead or alive. Wait it's until after admin and then tell us. Let's have fun. Let's stay in this yeah, moment in like this, children. It's not a huge deal. It's not let's, a huge deal. Let's stay in this It's an old person, yeah? Let's stay in this moment like children. Jack Nicholson. Jack <laughs> Oh, this would be a fun game, though. All right. Hands off your computer. Uh, Have we played the game? I don't think Macon knows who this person is. Oh. oh. Yeah. It's so not it's a big deal. A, oh, musician. so a musician and, a, and, a, and guy. Guy musician. Okay, but not a country artist. Not you really. mother no, not fucker. pure country. Not, not pure, pure country? country? No. Is Rodney Crowell country. dead yet? Chris Christopherson. No, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. 
what you're Will, not going to be that be... negatively affected. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, somebody died here, Matt. <laughs> Sorry. You callous. Fuck. It was Reed who I was worried about. All right, tell us who died. Robbie Robertson from the band. Okay, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the band. I like the band. Levon Helm's dead. He is. I'm sorry, Reed. I mean, okay. do we have many? How many more members do we have? They're they're oh. the soloist. Not many. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. You think the Black Crows used to ever go fuck with the Eagles on tour? <laughs> 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 Just start showing up to their shows and fucking with all the guys. The guy that died last week. What's his name? Randy Miser. Randy Miser. Miser. Jumping on his back. Mm-hmm. Chris, Chris, Christopher Robertson. What's his name from the Black Crows? Chris Roberts. Chris Robinson. I like him. Right. But he's just back there egging their bus. <laughs> like, just gain altitude. All right, I got a prop for this one. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> prop. He's bringing props to admin. Hey, you just gotta, you just gotta, you gotta like scream like "What's in the box?" like five times. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> and then what's in the box? Good. That's good. What's in the box? That's good. What's in the box? Yeah. Now you can open the box. All right. <laughs> Is it my wife's head? It's Haynes X-Temp Crew Socks. <laughs> X-Temp technology is designed to adapt to your body temperature. It wicks, wicks, wicks. It wicks moisture away to help you stay cool and dry. Motherfucker, these are for you. I actually brought these oh, for thank you. you. All over cushioning for extra comfort. Comfort, there's a comfort toe seam. Why? You give Haynes X-Temp Crew Socks. You give those socks to Robert Shriver, he's going to say I was hoping it was something else. No, but you said you might want to try these out. And like I grab are you No, I do. I'm just Are you locked in here? Like, yeah, I'm locked in, bro. <laughs> and then it's still connected. I wanted to make sure. Do you see the tight ribbing? Yeah. Can I get rid of the th the plastic pliable, thing here? The tight. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, try them on. I appreciate it. Well, just one. That's a sign of good sock now. Hard to get on. Do you have circulation issues? You think is that compressed? Is this like a job sleeve? Look at that, look at that ribbon. Oh, you like that, huh? Well, don't have it. Now, I got a complaint here. Okay. The toe box is too tight because the, the sock is not long enough. It's uh, Hangs my... X-Temp Crew Socks. <laughs> yeah, just get the right size. Not you. I'm saying, like, at home. Just get the right size. Right. But I can tell if they made them a little bigger, I would love these socks. Okay. Like, I feel great right now. I might put the other one on. Tight, tight. Well, those are yours. Thank you. Yeah. What's in the socks? Yeah. Hard cut. Yeah. That's good. All right. Hold on a minute, player. Cut to a large ballroom filled with people waiting for a speaker. PJ Fleck walks up to the podium. He stands momentarily. Silence. He looks confused. He walks back behind the curtain. He walks out again. Again, confusion. Walks out, walks back in. And the bright lights dim, revealing a banner reading... Welcome to the Bilateral Amputee Conference. It couldn't clap. <laughs> PJ Fleck was like, fuck, so a card cut, Google Calendar, get a handle on your fucking schedule. 
You thought you were at a coach's clinic. As Kyle would say, decorum. <laughs> okay? <laughs> you walk out all you want. I don't... Hey, listen. I think somebody with no hands would laugh at that joke. And they they would be with me and thinking that PJ Fleck is a huge boner about that. Mm -hmm. Who needs an applause when they walk in the room? Mm -hmm. It's culty. <laughs> Get a handle on your schedule. Mm. <laughs> Hanging Dom Draper's jersey at the Raptors, bro. <laughs> Y'all know about sleep apps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Having trouble sleeping? The Ryan Rosillo Show. Available everywhere you get podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> this is an ad for Chevrolet. Mm -hmm. Okay, everybody with me? Yeah. Andale, Andale, mommy, e i e i o o. What's popping tonight? Mm -hmm. Andale, Andale, mommy, e i e i o o. If the head right, Nelly there, early night. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Bunch of Tahoes and Silverados all driving around, right? Hard cut nightfall. This this black vehicle is driving up a, a dusty old driveway. You got yeah. you got trees on yeah. each side of the driveway. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's sinister looking, sick ass little vehicle driving up the driveway, all right? Imagine dragons playing. Does a damn donut at the end of the driveway. Window slowly rolls down. It's Jeff Gordon. Call me Jeff Gordon in the black SS with the navigation, right? Mm -hmm. It's the Chevy Camaro SS. Yeah. Chevrolet, like a rock. Dude, that's just a good ad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got me. It's just a good ad. Yeah. Like, we might want to just send that one in. Yeah. I really just try to shoehorn Nelly into most of these. Dude, that's a good ad. Thank you. Like, that should make you a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's not, <clears throat> cut this, cowboy. Okay. No, keep it. But if you guys, Chevy, if you fuck with us. I just got one of your Tahoe state inspected today. Yeah. It passed. That's actually a good ad. Your ad. Thanks. Go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pea gravel. Y'all know about pea gravel? Yeah. Sure. All right. So, hey, here's the ad. Okay. Hey, hey, everybody. When we come put, this is a pea gravel company yeah. guy. Like, guy owns a pea gravel company. Yeah. He's the boss and he's going to be talking to you. I need to, to talk here. to him. Yeah. Well, listen, because I might have your guy here. Okay. Hey, everybody. When we come put pea gravel in one of your neighbor's fancy pants driveways, we won't dump a pile of the gravel at every single stop sign because our driver doesn't know how to drive. And shit, if we did, we'd clean it up. We'd sweep it into the grass on the side of the road or, or heavens back into our truck. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, you're going to be driving over that shit for the next two years, just grinding it into the asphalt all throughout your fucking neighborhood. Because these other fucking companies, these pea gravel companies... Hire drivers who don't drive worth a dick. Mm -hmm. 
Now I got to drive through pea gravel every single fucking day on asphalt. It's an asphalt road and I'm driving through rocks because you don't know how to drive. And, and damn it, you don't have the integrity to go clean up after yourself. Who's that? Who's that man in the mirror look like? Hard cut ass Jeeves. Like, what is this? Well, hard cut th- this, this, this pea gravel company I'm representing. <laughs> now it's fictional for now. Yeah. But there might be, a, some people would be out of business. There might be a, 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 a market here for a, for a, for a reputable pea gravel company. You don't want to piss pea gravel people off. Top five, like industry people. You don't want to piss off like waste management, pea gravel. Cause what they can do is they can break your window and just say, Oh, who knows what it was? Mm, or shot it into the. Yeah, exactly. Thing. So just be careful. Is yeah, all I'm saying. That's a good point. The weather's not great today. This is the weather guy. He's like, the weather's just not great. Yeah. It's fucking. There's, a there's, hur- n- there's no way around it. There's a, yeah. There's no way around it. There's a hurricane. There's you know it's category five. It's bearing down. Uh, it's subjectively a bad situation. And then the weather channel's like immediately like you're fired. They give them the hook by dinner time. So hard cut truth. Because what the fuck are the Orioles doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Angelos. <laughs> like, family. it's the same it's thing. Yep. He wasn't even mean about it. Nah, he was like, hey, this is tight. We're winning now. He was like, gosh, guys, we used to be bad, but now we're great. Yep. Oh, they gave him the axe. Yeah. I think they suspended him. I think he's coming okay. back. Yeah. Well, I prefer fired. Yeah. Because that, you know, the ad. That's a good one. Topical. Yeah, appreciate All right, it. care.com. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Hey, are you a CPR infant and CPR first aid certified? Do you live in the middle of Virginia? Well, boy, do I have a situation for you. We, we need like some nanny help. If uh, you could call the oh, green hotline. Oh, you really want a nanny? Yeah. Okay. But like, like be sincere about this now. Yeah. I don't want any fly-by-night nanny. Yeah. I want your heart to be in it. These are three little angels. Two little angels and one about you know two out one in. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna need, we're expecting. You're gonna need a nanny. Yeah, I know. So we don't uh, have one really. Well, yeah, we kind of do, but yeah, you're gonna need one. Well, you know, <clears throat> we 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 uh we just might need the morning shift covered here for a little while. So call the Green Line Hotline. You know, name, number, uh, qualifications. You know, and uh, we'll turn that right back around. I here's one. Yeah. It's uh it's called Choo Choo Beers. Choo Choo Beers. <laughs> and uh so uh you uh picture picture a bar, your favorite bar. Mm-hmm. And uh next to it there are railroad tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh you're you're in there, you're having fun, you're you're with your friends, and the train goes by. Well, good news, you're at Choo Choo Beers, all right? And when you walked in that door, you were given a chip, like a poker chip. Anytime a choo choo goes by it's choo-choo beer time. One free domestic light beer. All right? Okay? Everybody's having fun because the train's rolling by the bar where you are now, and you get a, and you get a choo-choo beer. One free beer <laughs> on the house. Now, I'm going to tell you about the origin of this ad, and it's earlier today when I saw Cowboy Reed in a parking lot, and he said, I saw Jason Isbell last night, and it was at Bell Island in Richmond, and toward the end of the concert... The choo-choo train went by. It's a choo-choo train? I don't know if he said it like that. <laughs> but then I said, Cowboy, how about a bar where there are railroad tracks nearby? And God damn it, if we weren't looking at railroad tracks while we were talking. 
and there's a beer. You walk in, it's choo-choo no, beers. People time up the CSX schedule. Even then, I think you get them in the door with the choo-choo beer, <laughs> and they stay for a while. Hard cut, fucking cheers in. Everybody having having a gay old time, man. That choo-choo beers. That's good. Thanks. Thanks for the assist there, cowboy. No doubt you took it home. I don't think I have anything. <laughs> oh, well, then hold on now. Okay. I'm going to need a volunteer for this one. Okay. I'll volunteer. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Chris, don't read all the way through. You understand? Yeah. Oh, shit. He printed something. This, this is going to be really good. <laughs> this is going to be really okay, don't good. Don't read all the way through. You understand? But you can actually, Kingston, you want, yeah. Yep, sure. Or Nolan, either one. Which character do you want to be, Chris? You can be Alex, Emily, or Chris. Uh, I want to be um, Emily. Okay, uh, Cowboy. Who are you? I'll be uh, I'll be Chris. Okay, Kingston. You're Alex. Got it. Okay. All right. Here's a scene: a TV studio with a news desk and chairs. The skit begins with Alex sitting at the news desk, looking serious. Good by evening. The, by the way, the title is called "The Great Emoji Debate." All right. There you go, Alex. Good evening, everyone. Our top story tonight. The great emoji debate. Are emojis enhancing or endangering language as we know it? To discuss this, we have two passionate individuals with opposing viewpoints. Emily enters the stage, waving and smiling. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex, so thrilled to be here and represent the emoji community. Audience <laughs> chuckles. And we also have Chris, a staunch advocate for proper grammar. Chris, tell us your thoughts. Chris enters, adjusting his tie and looking slightly annoyed. Thank you, Alex. I believe that the overuse of emojis is eroding the richness of our language. We need to cherish our words, not replace them with tiny, ambiguous symbols. Oh, come on, Chris. Emojis add flavor to our texts and social posts. They help convey emotions that words sometimes can't. Like, how else can you show you're rolling on the floor laughing? Rolling on the floor laughing? What the fuck is even that? We shouldn't be relying on pictures to communicate. Emojis can lead to misunderstandings. Are you really sure that winky face means the same thing to everyone? Well, maybe not always, but it's all about the context, right? If you see a pizza emoji... You know it's time to talk pizza. That's my point exactly. Emojis are replacing our ability to describe things vividly. We're losing the art of language. And what's next? Emojis replacing Shakespeare? Audience laughs. <laughs> Chill out, Chris. <laughs> language evolves. And emojis are just another way we're adapting to our digital world. They're like modern hieroglyphics, telling stories in a whole new way. Well, it seems we've got quite the debate here. Whether you're on team emojis or team grammar, one thing's for sure. This debate won't be ending with a thumbs down. I the guess characters exchange amused glances. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to agree That's... to disagree. <laughs> but mark my words, there's a time and a place for emojis, and it's not in every sentence. And I say, bring on the emojis. Let's make our texts a bit more fun and colorful. Alex wraps up the skit. And that's a wrap, folks. Remember, whether you're sending a hard-eyed smiley or writing a poetic masterpiece, communication is key. Stay tuned for more linguistic adventures here on Channel 7 News. The characters wave to the audience as the skit ends with laughter and applause. All right, now hard cut. <laughs> Chad GPT. So I told fucking AI 
to write me a funny skit about something in the news, and they come up with this bullshit that's, that's not funny or in the news. Terrible. At first, the prompt was write a skit about something topical, and they wrote me something about immunity-boosting skin lotion. So then I said something in the news, and then we just had a three-person shitty-ass debate about emojis. It Bro, was awful. Bro, I was like... <laughs> you did not write that. No, I did not write God, that. God, thank God. That's uh, that's artificial intelligence for you. <laughs> They're stupid. So sorry for wasting your time. Robots, stupid. <laughs> yeah. There's Hard gonna cut. be dog. They're gonna be robot dogs now. Yeah. That popped up on my yeah, feed. No thanks. Hard cut. Allergies, All the ads though. written by these human beings. Uh, computer bullshit. They're always gonna need us. Did y'all think like a like a good punchline was coming? No, I, I, I thought maybe you were going to just be like, that's the end of the show. <laughs> like that's all, you know? Mm -hmm. You did great uh, reprising the role of Emily, I thought. Thanks. You know, she was... Uh, was it strange hearing your name? Like talking to a It Chris? was. Yeah. Yeah. And trying to track the story. Did you put in, did you put in the names? Or no, the sir. Names? Wow. Came out just like that. I didn't touch a thing. Chat GPT. <laughs> Can't take my job. I'm Lon Draper. It's my brother Dom. I, I apologize then, knowing not knowing it was Chat GPTP for going off script a little bit. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Well, I dropped a curse word in there. Oh my gosh! Look at you. He did. I think we got some high highs. <laughs> yeah. Y'all take care. <laughs>